I'll leave it over to you, Helen. I've read the questions. I'm not going to answer any of them specifically. Um, there were, so, you know, everyone will be disappointed, um, but equally disappointed. Uh, there were, I'm going to answer in terms of two, just two kind of things to think about. There were two clusters, uh, really. Uh, the first cluster was about how do you kind of recognise gifts and strengths as gifts of God without kind of building identity or right, you know, self-righteousness around them. And the, uh, the second set was about rest and what does rest and not burning yourself out look like when you're ambitious. Okay, so just some thoughts on those topics more than answering the questions. They're great questions. And this is the messiness, right? If I could give you a seven-step process for doing these things, I would. And we'd like them, I think, because I worry that at heart we're legalists. We just want God to say, do A, B, C, D, done, tick the box, move on. Um, there's a messiness about all of this, I think. So I can tell you some stuff I think the scriptures say about these topics, but actually wrestling with what it means to relate to Christ in the detail of your own life prayerfully, scripturally, and I think that's where the models come in, right? Because you get some older wisdom that helps. Um, all right, thinking about strengths and and um, as gifts of God without building your identity around them. I think the first thing I want to say that as Christians, what makes us who we are is the fact that we are children of God, right? That has to actually, that God knows and loves us. And that just has to, we, we need to let that sit deep within us because that relativizes all sorts of other distinctions we feel. Um, I'm thinking about Galatians uh, 3 uh, where Paul writes, so in Christ Jesus you're all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. That sense of all sorts of distinctions that we think are valuable and that we build our, our sense of self around they're not irrelevant. They don't disappear, but they don't sit at the core of who we are. And it's almost like being a child of God actually starts, I need to start thinking about those things in light of being a child of God. I think that's probably the same with gifts and, and strengths, you know. Um, I think the, one of the first steps, and we sang it in this song, um, it, um, it's not I but through Christ in me. I, I wonder whether that's the first step. If you are good, there's nothing wrong with knowing you're good at something. Right, and then there's a whole, there's an unhealthy false humility that says, "Oh no, I'm a disaster." That, right? Um, God does give us gifts and abilities and good works to do with them, and, and knowing that you can do certain things or, or set you off in certain trajectories, right? That is okay. Knowing, knowing that you're just better at some things than other people doesn't have to be they're a disaster and I'm really good. It, it could just be a recognition, and I wonder whether the first step is to actually just say, "Thank you, God, for this." rather than, how good am I? <laughs> um, so, you know, what am I good at? Um, or well, Not just what am I good at, I feel like I've got reasonably good health at the moment. I feel like my, my communication skills are okay and I connect with people pretty well, right? I've, on the whole, I do that thing, those things pretty well um, and I decided, therefore, that ministry was a good way forward for me given those kind of, those kind of factors. Um, wasn't the only option I had, but it seemed like a good one at the time. People, people affirmed that. It wasn't just me thinking this. There were people saying, you know, I can see kind of fruitfulness coming out here. Maybe you should put a bit more time into it. And, you know, you pray and you make a wise decision and you, you just go do it at one level and trust that if God wants to shift your direction, he'll sort that out. I don't think you need to keep second-guessing yourself. Um, but all of that comes with praising God for who he's made you to be. So part of it is, thank you, God, 
I praise you for this. And part of it is not looking at other, part of, and part of the way I gauge whether I'm in a good place with this is, am I looking at other people and thinking they're better or worse than me, and then I feel good or bad about myself based on that, or am I jealous at other things people can do that I think, oh, I really like that, or damn, I thought I was good, but she's better, <laughs> right? You, you, you know, that, for me, that I'm, I'm moving into unhealthy, unhealthy territory when that kind of those, that's where I need to repent. Um, I also wondered, part of the way I, I, I think about not building my identity around this, when God gifts his church, 1 Corinthians 12 uh, says he, gift, he gives gifts to build up the church, right? They're given for a purpose. So how am I using these strengths? And am I prepared to do what needs to be done, not just what I feel strong at? So if I get to a place where I'm thinking, I'm good at this, this is what I do, but I can ignore other needs that I could plug, I'm probably heading into unhealthy territory, right? You really don't want me doing children's ministry or cooking ministries, okay? But I know that because I've tried. Right? And if you ring me and say, can you come and look after my kids because I've got no one else to do it, I'm actually going to say yes. I'm not going to say that's not my thing. And I will produce a meal for you. Focus people have seen me produce meals for them. They may not have celebrated, but it happened. So part of the way you work out are you moving into unhealthy territory, it's almost this is what I do because this is what I feel strong at. So part of not building your sense of who I am is the ability to minister in things that you feel weak at if there's an obvious need for it. Uh, the other thing I'm trying to do and work out is how do I actually build other people up so that they do my job better than me? You know, if you're, if you're building your sense of who you are on a certain gifts and skill set, you really don't want people to take over from you. You need to keep it close. So I'm just trying to, you know, how do I see it in myself? They're the types of things I'd be looking for in me so that I know I need to keep coming back to this is a gift of God and you need to sit easily at some point if they get taken away from you. And I can, you know, I, I value my communication skills, but... I'm in my late 40s and I can already start to feel words not coming as easily as they used to. I have to work a bit harder to get the right word. And that could be devastating. What do I do if I don't do this? So that, trying to work out, I, I am still a child of God and I'm loved and God will give me new things to do because so, it doesn't need to be this. They're the kind of things I'd be thinking about in terms of how you think about stuff. Um, the other one was rest thinking about rest and boundaries and when self-sacrifice becomes burnout. Um, first thing I'd say, that um, Philippians 2 passage about Jesus, I don't think Jesus lacked self-esteem. When he chose to submit, it wasn't because he thought he was inferior, they were better, somehow he needed it to make himself feel good. It was, it was for their sake, not for his sake. So uh, praying God for honesty about what drives you to ministry and perhaps even listening to some people who know you well about what they think drives you in ministry could actually give you a handle on what's happening in the heart when you push and push and push and push, right? Um, that would be a, a... Sometimes people know you better than you know yourselves or at least they're more honest with who you are than you are. You need some good people who might just say that to you. I think, too, I, I keep thinking and keep reminding myself that God created us as limited and constrained. It's part of being created. It's not a bad thing that we are limited. Now, part of our frailty is about sinfulness, but part of it's not. It's a design feature. I'm created. I'm not the creator. And 
Why on earth is the command for Sabbath rest sitting in the Ten Commandments? Don't you think that's crazy? Do not murder, make sure you have a day off. I don't put them in the same frame. Right? And yet God does, which tells me there's something about rest I'm not grasping if I don't grasp that. And I think it's got something to do with if we refuse to rest, we're denying our createdness. I need to work to look after myself or to look after you rather than trusting God to actually do that work. So I, well, long service leave was fantastic for me because it forced me to wrestle with that. Can I walk away from this ministry that clearly saves lives right, and actually walk away from it because God doesn't need me to do this? He may use me and that's a privilege and I should be thankful for that and use gifts. But he, the moment I start thinking I am necessary for this to happen, I've moved into sin. The moment I start getting bitter, they just want, want, want those students. Right? There's a, there's a sign I'm heading into danger territory. Um, when I stop valuing other people's gifts and abilities, because I can do it better than anyone else, I'll just do it because it'll be faster and better. I won't, all, all of those things are actually problematic. So I think if you can be working on those heart things, rest actually starts to fall into place because you need it and God built you that way and that's okay. In fact, it's good. It's not just okay, it's good. Um, anyway, that's all I got. If I had a list of to-dos, that would be fine. It's more about ways of thinking, but that's the way it works, isn't it? Because it's a relationship, not a set of rules that we keep.